Hello and welcome to the POW podcast. I am your host, Hannah Bowers, and today we're talking about authenticity. This is the second real episode of the podcast. We did have an intro episode. Uh, I guess that I'm qualifying as unreal. Um, and for those of you that are new, PAL is a multimedia organization and community supporting the growth of creative people, both professionally and personally. And the PAL podcast is where we have conversations about what that looks and feels like. PAL stands for positivity, authenticity, and love, which are my three greatest values. And these first three episodes will be me explaining my definition of these words and why they're important to me so that we all have a common understanding of what I mean when I use these words and we can all feel like we're on the same page. So today we talk about authenticity. First and foremost, I cannot explain to you what authenticity is. I can tell you what authenticity feels like for me and looks like, but the way that you feel it and you experience it is totally unique to you, which is basically what authenticity is. It's unique to you. Your experience of the world and staying true to that and that place of being true to yourself in your decisions, the things you say, what you wear, who you surround yourself with, your environment, and so much more, that place is where I believe you find joy, where you find ease and peace, and ultimately where you find success, which is a very fun convoluted word that we'll dig into a lot in this podcast, I'm sure. So once again, if you're new here, I am not a professional. I am not a doctor. I'm another human being just like you, and I'm just here to tell you what I think and what works for me. And you're here to take what works for you and leave what doesn't. My truth is not your truth. So on that perfect note, let's talk about authenticity. To get us started, I want to share the story of my first moment of consciously recognizing my authenticity and how that felt. Those who have known me since I was a kid would probably say that I've always had a really strong connection to my unique identity. I've always done things my way and not tried to fit in. Fitting in was never as important to me as being comfortable with myself. And I could very easily recognize what it was to feel comfortable and when decisions were not comfortable for me. But it's not always something that I have been conscious of or understood. I clearly was not eight years old preaching authenticity and integrity on my playground. So uh, I was just like, this is who I am shamelessly, I'm here, play with me or don't. So I guess that's still how, <laughs> that's still how I feel. So anyway, I had some natural unconscious understanding of self-expression, but as I grew into an adult, I started becoming aware of how authenticity felt. So this moment, this first conscious moment of authenticity, it was such a simple moment, but as we all know, so much power can be found in simple moments, right? I was 17 years old laying in my bed, which was a bunk bed that had a normal bed on top and a futon on the bottom. 
I got it for my 11th birthday. And at the time, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And when I was an angsty teen, I started making that futon in the area underneath the top bunk my little space. You know, I decked the walls out with magazine posters, mostly from Alternative Press Magazine. Shout out Alternative Press Magazine. Hit me up. Um, Paramore, All Time Low, Bring Me the Horizon, Chiodos, kind of bands everywhere. And then vans and surfing and skate magazine clippings amongst that as well. And it was super cozy. I had a bunch of pillows and blankets and it felt like my little angsty teen home. And I had a conscious moment one evening that I was laying there and I was either watching TV or listening to music and I became aware of everything in that moment. The posters, my futon bed, my pillows, the clothes I was wearing, the objects on my desk, the people that I was texting. I was a huge texter at the time and whatever I was listening to or watching. And I thought to myself, I feel so good right now. And I don't know what this means, but I knew that it felt profound, that I've never felt like this before. And it's hard to explain that feeling in words, but I would describe it in words as peaceful rightness. There was no tension in my body or my mind. It was just natural flowing me. And I went to therapy that week and I told my therapist about it. And I said to him, I don't know why this moment made me so happy, but I was just observing all the things in my field of vision and it felt really good. And he reflected the most simple thing back to me again, simple, powerful things. And he said, you felt like you. And I have goosebumps even saying that now because it was such a monumental moment of growth. And I did not know that at the time, but I do now, which is why I'm sharing it. Uh, At the time, I was dealing with some really intense mental health challenges, and I was carrying around this stress of wanting to express myself fully, but feeling trapped in this little, small, heteronormative, homogenous town. And that was the same year that I came out, and I felt really empowered by that. And as I said earlier, since I was a kid, I've always been me. But in that moment, I recognized the feeling of being Hannah Bowers and how purely amazing that felt. So I like to say that that was my first encounter with authenticity. But authenticity isn't just how we express ourselves. Another hugely important aspect of authenticity, and we talked about this in the last episode, is being honest with our emotions and our emotional experiences. And as we talked about that last time, if it's a lie, it's not positivity. And by definition, if it's a lie, it's not authentic. It's contrived. So I experience all the time, and I'm sure that we all do this, a pressure on myself to be happy 24-7. That's got to be default. (laughs) That's got to be constant. If I'm not happy, oh my God, what's going on? Alert, alert, alert. And that's coming from a good place. You know, we all want to be happy, but it's also so incredibly unrealistic because life happens. We get stressed. 
bad people do bad things and we're concerned for the state of the world and each other and ourselves. So hell no, we are not going to be happy all the time. And when I was around 20 years old, I had my first realization about that truth. My mom was in town visiting me in Los Angeles and we were taking a lovely stroll through downtown after breakfast together. And at that time I had been in therapy for a few years and I was definitely doing better than I was, but still very much not awesome. And I made some comments to my mom about how excited I was for the time in my life where I had everything sorted out and I was just happy. And in my eyes, that's where she was in life and where she had been my whole life. And the same thing with my dad. I just assumed that they were perfectly pleased with their lives and themselves all the time. And she told me, which is like a duh moment now for me, but you know, I was 20 and this was a big deal for me. And I'm sure that I could be 30 and have a, some similar simple thing said to me that it sparked another epiphany in me. But she said that that's not how that works. And that most days, all you can ask for is to be content. And she told me that she doesn't feel like just bursting with joy every day and that it's more of just this peaceful calm and acceptance and I realized that for years I had been asking for just too much and that's not to sell myself short that's not to say like I don't deserve happiness but what I was doing was hating myself for being depressed and wishing I were happy when maybe I just needed to meet myself where I was at and accept where I was. And that wouldn't have made me happy necessarily, but it would have allowed me to have a much healthier relationship with my sadness. And to put this story back into perspective a little bit and catch up with how I'm thinking about it now, I don't expect to be happy every day. I don't think anyone should have that expectation. And again, it's not because you're not worth it, but it's unrealistic. It blurs what is actually going on. We experience so many emotions throughout the day. Um, not all of them are going to be joy and that's okay. That's not the goal. I think to have that expectation and that dream to be constantly happy blurs what is actually going on and it has the potential to disappoint us when we don't end up feeling that way and then it makes us resent the feelings that are quote unquote in the way of our happiness when whatever emotional experience we're having is there for a reason and if we accept it if we make peace with it we can have a conversation with it what's up sadness I see you. You've been hanging around a lot lately. What's going on? And my favorite question to ask my emotions, what do you need? Not what do I, Hannah Bowers, need to be happy, you know, to be happy as the goal, because right now sadness is here and I'm going to be present with that. And what does sadness need? So sadness or whatever emotion is going on inside you at any given moment, that is not happiness, but happiness too, to be authentic with your happiness. To be present with whatever that is, is to practice authenticity. And when we listen to those emotions, we start making decisions that are authentic 
and living a life that is authentic. Which brings me to the final dimension of authenticity that I'll talk about today. And it's absolutely not a thing that's limited to three dimensions, but in this episode it is because you gotta draw the line somewhere and we're just getting started, baby. But the final dimension is authentic decision-making. Oftentimes I catch myself and I catch my friends making decisions that are not for us. So do you ever do that? Like after you do something, you wonder, you ask yourself, why did I do that? So we go through life making a million different decisions a day. Honestly, probably like just infinite decisions if we were to look at it super close, but that's just going to go down a spiral of a conversation. So let's keep it contained a bit. We make a lot of decisions in our day. Let's leave it at that. Something about me is I'm a very go with the flow type person. You put me in an environment and I will adapt to whatever that is. This is sometimes, however, bad for me because there's a difference between going with the flow and acting unintentionally. Sometimes that flow is not yours to go with. And let me give you an example of this. When I was in college, I lived in a house with seven other girls, which to some people sounds like a nightmare, but I'm an extrovert, so I loved it. And going with the flow in that house often meant doing what everybody else was doing. So I was talking to my therapist, different therapist than earlier, about how I was feeling unfulfilled and unsatisfied with my life. So she said, okay, Hannah, tell me about everything that you do during a day, which I love that she asked that question because clearly I didn't think to reflect on that myself. And now that kind of seems like common knowledge, like, oh, I feel unsatisfied at the end of the day. What did I do today? It almost seems like, duh, ask yourself that first. Anyway, that's why we have therapists. But I told her that I said, I go to school and I love my classes and I like what I'm learning and my job is pretty cool. So I feel cool there. Uh, I'm working on music that I like. And she said, okay, well, what do you do to relax? And honestly, I didn't know right away, which should have been the first red flag. But I told her after thinking about it that I hang out with my roommates and we usually watch TV together every night. And she asked me if I liked doing that. Another really common sense question I never thought to ask myself. Once again, we love therapists. So I thought about it and I said, no, I just do it because that's what the rest of my roommates are doing. And she asked me what I would do if I didn't have roommates, if I was alone. So I listed all these things that I like doing and she asked me how often I was doing those things now. And I said, not at all. And she very gently suggested that maybe if I did more things I liked doing, I might feel more fulfilled. So it's really easy to get caught in that trap, right? Whether it's in how you spend your free time, like myself, or what career you choose, or the friends that you have, or the food that you eat, or the things that you do on the weekends, so on and so forth, all the decisions that we make during the day. To practice authenticity is to choose with intention, to have that honest moment with yourself of do I like doing this? Does this make me feel good? Is this in line with my goals and my values? And if not, ask yourself why you're doing it. And if there's not a good enough reason, it's probably not authentic, which means it's probably not going to bring you joy or success or whatever else that you want out of life. And not that joy is the end goal. I know you don't 
call me on my own things. We all want joy. It's just not all there is. So the last thing I want to say is that authenticity is not uh, capital N, capital O, capital T is not about perfection. Authenticity, like positivity and love, which we'll get to next time. And so many other things in the world, it's a practice. And every day you explore what feels right for you and what doesn't. And it's okay to make decisions and express yourself in ways that don't align with your truth or to misinterpret your emotions and take them in a direction that isn't serving you. And that is all okay because that is all life is a constant practice. We're in a constant state of getting better. As Paul McCartney once said, it's getting better all the time. So if you're taking any of what I said today out into the world to practice for yourself, all I ask is that you take it easy on yourself and you don't aim for perfection. You just aim to find out. That's all I have for you today on authenticity. If you have questions, send me a message on Instagram or Twitter at the Hannah Bowers. And I'd love to hear any of all feedback from you as we navigate this new road of my own podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening and supporting me and living my authentic truth. Have a very beautiful day. Take care of yourselves.